I just learned how to do that swift, go backwards. And I had learned, just learned how to turn around, you know. I was, don't worry, I ain't going no further. <laughs> uh, man, that was just so cool. And I, I really like that crossover around that curve. And uh, if you couldn't do nothing but just go straight, you could look, make yourself look like you were doing more. Do nothing but going straight. <laughs> Come on, how many of y'all skated in your earlier days? So it, when I grew up, they used to have these skates that you latch on to your shoes. Don't nobody know what I'm talking about. They had a skate key to tighten that thing, a clamp, to clamp around that, that piece of leather. Oh, man, that was the bomb right there. That was the bomb right there. And then, John, what we used to do, when, when, when we really wanted to get down, we would get a piece of lumber, sometime from the fence, and tack the skates onto the lumber. One going this way, and one going this way. Skate wheel over here, skate wheel over here, and you had to put a hole, put a nail in there, and bend the nail over so you could turn it. That way you could, you could control left to right. And the, and the skate back here and they push you down the hill oh man that was that was the bomb Lisa I think we, we, they got a skating party plan right did I read it right how many of y'all going skating I got three people Lord have mercy so what, what you could do is couples right so what you can do is you can go to the store and I'm not sure at the skate place might want to check this out they have these instruments you can buy to help you. At the skating ring. They got something you can put the elbow pads. Put elbow pads on both elbows. Put knee pads for the knees. Yeah, I can't tell you about the back here. I don't know what you're going to do about that. And then they have these things for your wrist. So when you fall, because normally when you fall, you're going to break your fall. So... Oh man, you got your wrist protectors on, you got your elbow pads on, you've got your knee guards, man, you get down. And if you fall, we just gonna come pick you up, then laugh, amen. But <laughs> how many of y'all going skating? Couples. <laughs> I got more that time. We're gonna have fun. It's gonna be awesome. Also, don't forget that we are going to celebrate the new school year, so that's going to be awesome on the 14th. Amen. So be sure that we that you uh, that you give um, notice to that. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we acknowledge that this is the season of divine reversals. It's a season of miracles. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. You are the God of miracles. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for releasing that among us this very day. In Jesus' name. And God's people said amen. Luke chapter 7 and verse 21. In Luke 7, 21, as we look at the scripture for just a, a few moments before we receive this meal together. I, I want you to take note of what you're singing today. 
Wasn't that, I, I believe in you. Is that what it was? That may not be the right key. Is that the key? You're the God of miracles. That's why I was having so much trouble. I believe in you. <laughs> You're the God of miracles. Yeah. Weren't you singing that? Look at your neighbor. Sing it to him. Come on. I believe in you. Sing it. Help us, sir. You're the God of miracles. Yeah. I believe in you. Do you? Do you? I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. One more time. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God. You're the God of miracles. Luke chapter 7, verse 21 through 23 says this. And at that very time, he cured many people of diseases and afflictions. Not just disease that comes from worn out limbs or from viruses or from uh, foreign invasions of the body. Not only that, but he, but the things people were afflicted with, like psoriasis, Lord have mercy, skin diseases, digestive afflictions. When people try to eat, but they're limited because they have such internal difficulty inside. Create such pain that eating's not no longer a joy. Afflictions and evil spirits. Lord have mercy. He gave sight to many who were blind. And he answered them and said, Go and report to John what you have seen and heard. Here's what you tell them. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf, they hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. The implication is, if you're poor and you get the gospel, you're not poor anymore. When Jesus said, you will have the poor with you always, is because men will not always hear the gospel. But when you hear, that means understand the gospel, it delivers you from your poverty. Which, by the way, the scriptures indicate is a spirit. Lord Jesus. Tell John, the lame are walking. Tell John, divine reversals have taken place. Blind people now can see. Lame can now walk and walk right. Lepers, that's like a, it, it, it's, it's a horrible disease. It'd be like a, a, a disease like cancer that eats away at the flesh. It, it, it may start in your fingers and eat your whole hand. 
it start maybe in your leg it, it could start at any extremity and just continue to, to, to cause you to waste away it was contagious and, and they were put in a, in a place all by themselves where they couldn't infect anybody else as they thought it was infectious and it was despicable to see it the lepers were cleansed. They use the word cleansed because if you had leprosy, you couldn't come into the temple to worship. You were considered carrying a curse. The deaf, they hear. Have you ever noticed folks who have had hearing challenge, their, their speech can be a, a bit slurred, not slurred, but the, the consonants on the words, they didn't hear that part so when they speak they speak without the consonants but when you hear you hear all of it and it actually changes the way you speak Jesus said go tell John what's going on the deaf are hearing and the dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them blessed is he who does not take offense at me, Jesus said. In Acts chapter 26, verse 16, but get up and stand on your feet. That's what they told this brother. Get up, stand on your feet. For this purpose, I've appeared to you. Paul is giving his testimony. Get up, stand on your feet. For this purpose, I've appeared to you to appoint you a minister and a witness not only to the things which you have seen but also to the things which I will appear to you. Rescuing you from the Jewish people. Rescuing you from the Gentiles to whom I'm sending you. And here's why I'm sending you, Paul. To open the eyes so that they may Turn from darkness to light. Paul, your preaching is going to bring a divine reversal in their life. When their eyes are open, they're going to turn from living in darkness which ignorance is one of the considerations of darkness when you're ignorant it's like you're dark you can't see but when you are knowledgeable or when you understand because light comes and light comes when truth comes you understand now you get it and from the dominion of Satan to God all your preaching is going to deliver people from a lifestyle that's captured by demonic principalities. Living like Satan wants you to live. And when you turn, you might receive forgiveness of sins. Instead of living under guilt, Never believing that you will, it, will, it will ever change for you. Stuck in your present station. 
up in prison of, of, of guilt. I don't deserve it, so I'm not going to try for it. This is as good as it's going to get. The scriptures describe that as prison. When you preach, Paul, people are going to turn from darkness to light. They're going to change dominions. They're going to move out of being dominated by the devil. And they're going to live under the lordship of Jesus. Their eyes are going to be opened. They're going to receive forgiveness of sins. And along with forgiveness and inheritance, I'm going to give them what I've already stored, always had stored up for them. Do you understand that how, un, how awesome this is that you could actually belong to Jesus but not be walking in the full inheritance of a believer? If you were ignorant of it, you wouldn't know. If you, if you had no knowledge that God wanted you to live that lifestyle and that you couldn't earn it, if you had no knowledge of it, you would just continue where you are. Wow. When, when uh, Paul was giving his testimony to Agrippa, he was telling Agrippa his journey and what God spoke to him and the assignment that was on his life, the purpose for his, his, his even being alive and being saved. Paul was describing for Agrippa his calling, his purpose, his assignment. In essence, Paul is saying, I, I, I've come to bring divine turnarounds in lives. My preaching is going to cause blind eyes to be open, even spiritually blind eyes to be open, physical blind eyes to be open, and spiritual eyes, blindedness to be open. Folks who live under the burden of guilt of what they've done or what they haven't done, what they have permitted or what they have not permitted, who live under the guilt of that. He said, I have come that that burden might be lifted. When I preach the gospel, sins are going to be forgiven. Inheritance, people are going to start walking. They, they, they were walking in lack and they, they were a day late, a dollar short. Even worse than that, living just, just above what they make. Spending what they don't have. Creating a bigger burden of debt. Paul said, I'm, when I preach the gospel, what's going to happen to them is they're going to they're be delivered from that and they're going to receive a full inheritance which is more, look at your neighbor and say, more than enough. Finally, somebody else look him in the face and say, God has more than enough for you. 
I'm going to tell you something, saints. Living in more than enough is a whole lot better than living in not, not enough. Even when we create the not enough. Also, when I preach the gospel, this is what's going to happen to people. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to participate. I'm going to step into God's divine reversals. I can't see it. I don't know what I'm doing. My eyes are open. I'm not going there. I, I can see. What, what is amazing to me, check this out. And not only in Acts 26 that describes the results of, of the preaching of the gospel or Luke 7 where you get a demonstration Jesus literally begins to touch people and eyes are open and Lord have mercy and sight is given where blindness was and he begins to, you know when the Bible uses the word cure it means you don't have that anymore and you're not going to have that anymore Somebody clap your hands and say amen. It's not like COVID. N not just the folks who are, who can't walk at all, but folks who have that limp. When the gospel is preached, I'm going to heal that too. Oh, really? The lame. The lame means I need assistance to walk. What? Well, what I love about Jesus is he would take a situation that was so hopeless, like somebody who had never in their life ever always laid on the pallet. He, he, would, get, he would get them. He'd say stuff like, hey, take your pallet up, get up, walk. Folks who were born blind, they don't even know what seeing is. So he's going to do something, he'd do something amazing. His ways are not our ways, amen. Hey, the person couldn't see, they didn't know. Shut up, ma'am. Shut up. Lord, help me. Shut up. Be quiet. Lord, Jesus, help me. He said, Jesus, what can I do for you? Lord, I want to see. Look at your neighbor. Tap, tap your neighbor and say, if you want something from God, you got to tell him you want it. <laughs> if you want something from God, you got to say, Lord, I want it. You got you to you ask him, Lord, I, I, want, I want to see. I want to quit limping. Lord, I want to walk straight. Lord, I want to get out from under this burden of guilt. And the Lord Jesus, whoo, he, I love it when the scriptures say they were the, the, the blind, the lame, the, the, those who were, had evil spirits. He, he, he said, he healed them all. <laughs> he healed them all. Because we just got through singing, you're the God of miracles. I love it when Ephesians chapter 5 says this. For you who formerly darkness... You were formerly darkness, 
but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. So here's what I want to declare to you in the name of the Lord. That we have now entered into a season when God will manifest these, we say divine because they wouldn't happen unless God got in it. God is now turning things completely around. We're in a season right now when your health, Lord Jesus, God is going to turn your ill health, Lord have mercy, to wholeness in the name of Jesus. That thing you bet cough, that thing that you've been, God's going to heal that so you're completely healthy. That blood pressure, God's going to touch you and change that so no more blood pressure pills. That time has come. That time has come. That time when you, you, you had to do it this way because you didn't have, you, there was no other way you knew how. God brings deliverance and you no longer have to do it that way. Isn't that interesting? Those of you who've had a tough time. Hey, you think it's funny? I'll tell you what. You have a problem eliminating? That is, oh my God. God is going to unplug you. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Jesus. Thank you. Lift your hands in this place today. It's time for the it's time for the reversal. It's time for the reversal. It's beautiful when you can't do it yourself, but God does it. Just continue to pray as your hands are lifted. He's going to turn your health around. Some of you, your finances, he's going to blow your mind in the area of your finances. When day late, dollar short, never enough turns into more than enough, more than enough, more than enough, more than enough, more than enough. And you now, you, you are even more generous. Your generosity spilling over to other people and you get the greatest joy out of your life filling up somebody else's problem. You, 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 just, you love it. You love it. You're not selfish. You got all that you need and now you can focus. Lord, who do I need to help? Who do I need to help? I'm telling you in the name of Jesus that divine reversal is come in the name of Christ. God's going to turn that thing completely around. Hallelujah. Clap your hands like you, like you, you believe. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. because it feels like they're never going to change but I'm declaring in the name of Jesus that the prodigals are coming home the prodigal sons and daughters he's going to turn he's going to turn their hearts and, and, and one of the reasons why because he's already turning your hearts and he's going to turn their hearts and he's going to bring them home he's going to bring them home when I say home I don't mean necessarily to your house I mean home to their father God home to the purpose of God home to the destiny of God clap your hands if you believe that 
back in relationship like they're supposed to be with their parents and their brothers and their sisters. He's bringing them off the block. He's bringing them away from technology. He's bringing them from the, the gutter. He's bringing them back. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus Christ, you need to be believing with me and praying with me and calling your kid's name because Jesus is ready to bring about a divine reversal in their life. I want to declare that in the midst of family squabbles and difficulties where people living in the same house not even talking to each other it's gonna bring healing he's gonna bring peace you've been living in that part that says I'm gonna turn a daughter against her mother and a mother against her daughter a father against the son of son against the father when the gospel originally comes initially comes but once it comes and somebody obeys God then God brings a complete divine reversal and now now that that son that brother that sister that cousin that uncle turns all around even the uncle that molested your kids will save him too and turn him around and so forgiveness can now flow in the household you're not calling each other's names and and and, and turning your backs on each other and forsaking each other that stops the divine reversals have come the divine reversals are now are now coming and are now being released in the name of Jesus lift your hand if that's what you want in your household come on give him praise somebody come on and give him praise somebody I'm gonna say it this way some of you God has had ministry tagged on your back. But you haven't been in, you have not been engaging in that ministry because number one, you misunderstood what the ministry was. You don't clarify that. And two, you didn't want to do anything because you thought it meant something else. You didn't want to do that. God's going to clarify and God's going to turn so that even this ministry, the schism, the underlying talk, the lion, that lion, that, that, that demon that runs and that misrepresents the truth in the, in the, in the ears of other people. In the name of Jesus, the Lord, the Lord King Jesus reverses that in the name of Christ and now what's coming out of your mouth is edification and the ministry God always wanted for your life is now beginning to come forth in the name of Christ it's a divine reversal in your life the, 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 the ministry where you should have been full and overflowing <laughs> but became sparse few and in between God brings a divine lift your hands to the Lord God brings a divine reversal to this house in the realm of the numbers of souls of men and women boys and girls 
He removes any sect. He removes any division and schism. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That season has now come. You, you no longer will be an instrument of division. You now will be an instrument of peace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Instead of repelling people, the, the, the favor of the Lord God, you can't get a divine reversal until favor comes on you. I'm going to be talking about this over the next several weeks. When favor comes over you, then all of a sudden you become attractive. You begin to attract what is lacking and what is needed. You now, it starts to come to you. Lord, have mercy. Who, Jesus. As those hands are stretched out before the Lord, you were supposed to be an open door to the family of God. And what you've been is a, 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 a boarded up window. You, 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 you repel the people. That changes. The reversal now is, oh my God, you, you're the people they want to be with. Thank you, Jesus. That spirit that put out a misrepresentation of what God told us to do and who God told us to be that is lifted from this house and, 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 and the truth now is coming forth and people are beginning to see oh my God, oh my God I almost missed it, oh my God this is where I need to be that same thing people driving by the building don't know anything they're just coming I just come back. I need it. And they turn in and say, Oh my God. Oh my God. In my heart, I've been looking for this. That time comes. That time is open. That time now, I declare in the name of the Lord, is now. I thank you, Father. What you promised you give. My Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just raise that language that the Lord has given you in intercession and prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that something? Businesses which started to be birthed, but discouragement and all manner of opposition rose up and it stopped right there in the name of Jesus that divine reversal where he just turns everything around and you go right back to what he told you to do in the first place you now be lifted from every fear in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ make the investment make the effort God is behind it because with that business God's going to draw and influence many people walk into it it's the way that God is going to deliver you from lack. It's the way God's going to spill over. He's going to spill over in your life. And it's going to be such a blessing until everybody around you is going to try to figure out what in the world are you doing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Oh, somebody jump up and give him praise. Somebody jump up and give him praise. Somebody jump up and give him praise. And clap your hands to him and open up your mouth and give him a shout in the name of Jesus. Father, we receive it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 So let it be. As it's spoken, so let it come to pass. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Those of you who know, you know you're supposed to be business owners. As you stand on your feet, I want you to wave your hands back and forth. And I want you to believe that, that the heavens are being opened. So now you got to do the work, but God's going to bless the work. Going to put the favor over you. Going to open the supply lines. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All you got to do is put yourself on the line. You put yourself on the line. Put your money on the line. And God, he'll open up the supply lines. And you watch. God, He'll bring the customers. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Some of you are going to find out who God really is. Hallelujah. Turnarounds are miracles. Divine reversals are miracles that God releases that his will may be accomplished, that his kingdom may manifest. You just got to be with God so when he turns it, you get the, you get the result. Uh-huh. Raise your hands before the Lord. I want you to tell the Lord in whatever terms you need to that you repent of your unbelief. You need to tell the Lord that. Some of you got weary, 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 weary. And you stopped having that anticipation, that edge. Living in that excitement where I know, Lord, I know it's going to manifest. I know it's going to manifest. So I'm acting like it's already manifested. I'm doing everything I need to do. And I'm not doing it with a toe-up face. I'm not doing it cussing the whole way. No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what needs to be done. Even if it's difficult, I'm doing that difficult thing that he wants me to do so he can turn that thing and make it easy. But Lord, I thank you for the uh, grace and the mercy. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for the power to do the hard thing. And then you'll come back, Lord, and make the hard thing the easy thing. Because you have released the miracle of divine turnarounds in my life. Oh yeah? Oh, you a lie too. I, I, I'm speaking to the marriages that are not divorced on, on the books, but in your heart. You're still together, but in your heart. You really are not flowing together. Because of stuff in between. So many offenses till those rocks have piled up and now there's this fence between you. The divine reversal is when the Lord does something that's just unbelievable. <laughs> he actually speaks into it. 
So that, that enmity, that, that disappointment, that some, in some cases for marriages, that hatred in your heart for that. God begins to heal that in the name of Jesus. The wounds that you've inflicted on each other by your speech and by no speech. The Lord wants to reverse that. And now what comes out of your mouth is edification. And when you begin to speak those things, only those things that edify, man, God begins to dismantle that wall of offenses, pulling them down stone by stone. And you know, it's kind of like that game, you, you take one out and then four or five of them fall, kind of like that's what I'm looking at. God hits that one thing, and when you get that one, bam, 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 and, that, and all of a sudden now, the wall begins to clear back, and now there's, now there's a, a, a clear pathway to each other's heart. a divine reversal now you don't want to keep your hands off each other <laughs> now you actually talk when you eat dinner now you're not afraid of the butts don't touch game hallelujah now your kids have to stay out your bedroom oh thank you Jesus <laughs> lift your hands to the Lord it's a divine reversal breathe the Holy Spirit breathes on you and it turns everything and now it's fresh now you can't wait to get home hallelujah thank you Lord Things that seemed impossible before are now being made possible because we are entering a time of divine intervention and grace. And God has heard the cry of his people that have been crying for a while about this. And divine reversals are all in the scripture, inundated with circumstance situations people where God has when his presence comes when his word comes just divinely turns it completely around and the thing that was meant for evil gets turned around for good how many of you say I want that I want that all the evil that the enemy intended against me God takes that thing and reverses it and turns it around it ends up being a good thing in my life Clap your hands if you said, Lord, I want that. Lord, I receive that. I want that. I receive that. He's going to turn your mourning into dancing. Some of y'all going to have to get your step back. Amen. I want you to sit down because we've got to do this right now. I want those to come. Come, men. The reason why I call this the table of divine reversals is because when you come to the table of the Lord, you have come to the power of the risen Christ. He is the epitome of divine reversal. There's no greater reverse than moving from death to life. If God can raise 
Jesus from the dead. Tell your neighbor, he can sure take care of your thing. Tell him, if God can raise Jesus from the dead, he can surely take care of you. So the Lord says, look, I, every time you come together and eat this meal, I want you to show forth the Lord's death. Why? Because when you think about his death, the next thought is resurrection. And if God can, if God can move in the, in the midst of the impossible, then he can write the scripture. With, all, with men, it is impossible. But come on, with God, come on, with God, what about, say it one more time, with God, That's why when we take this today, we remember that the Lord Jesus is giving them the prophetic demonstration of what is about to happen physically to his life. I'm going to pour out my life. Lord, have mercy. I'm, this cup represents my blood. Life is in the blood. And my life is uncontaminated. Therefore, when I'm born into Mary, by the way, who the Bible says about Mary, you're going to need the same thing. The favor of the Lord came on Mary. When the angel greeted her, hail, highly favored of the Lord. Whoa, that's the way heaven addressed her. She said, what? <laughs> And the angel announced it's the, it's the Holy One of Israel, the deliverer, the savior of the people will be born in your womb. What? She said, I don't know, man. How's that going to be? Can you imagine? She's asking the right questions, right? How can that be? You mean tell me? I'm going, what? I don't, I've never known a man. How's this going? And then the angel gave her enough. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you and it's a word I'm going to talk about in this series and hover over you <laughs> it's the same thing he said in the beginning of creation back then Genesis and the spirit of the Lord hovered over the darkness and some of you that's been your challenge you, you have run away from the hovering of God one, you have, one reason why you don't spend time before God because you don't want that hovering because when God hovers over you, you know, everything ain't supposed to be, it shows up, right? But if you stay there, God will do something. Because when God hovers, look at your name. When God hovers, he comes to create something in you. Talk to you, tell your neighbor, talk, talk, tell your neighbor. So when God hovers over you, he comes to create something in you. Something's going to be birthed in your life that gives glory to him. Huh? I don't know, a man, Spirit of God came, hovered over her. He said, the Spirit of the Lord will hover over you and that which is born in you will be a holy thing unto God. Mary doesn't say, she didn't say like some of y'all might have said, I don't know what you're talking about. You better, you, please, excuse me. Just a few days, a few months before that, the Spirit of God came and talked to Zachariah. Said, I'm going to give you a son. Zach is, he knows Zach is past the age. Liz, she passed the age. No, 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 no. Past the age. Ain't nothing flowing. Hello, somebody. You remember that? And when he's born, his name, his name will be John. Zach said, what? For real? 
How is this? You know, he said, and not only that, what I'm saying is true. I'm going to shut you up so you can't sabotage you. So from now on, you ain't going to be able to say nothing until I bring it to pass. My wife said the name of that sermon is Watch Your Mouth. And you're going to have to because what I'm going to bring to you in these next few weeks, I'm going to give you some things you need to let come out of your mouth, some things you don't ever need to let come out of your mouth again. Look at your name and say, because your mouth, the words of your mouth are powerful before God. So Mary said, you know what Mary said? Some of you need to raise your hands and say, so be it unto me according to your will. I don't have to intellectually or scientifically or philosophically understand it. I just need to accept what you said. One of the problems with this present generation, they feel like they have to understand it philosophically, scientifically, psychologically. She just said, so be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. And it was so. So when we take this communion today, you need to understand, I want you to see communion differently. Because when Jesus had this communion with his disciples, he was giving them a prophetic demonstration of what he himself not only is, but was about to do. And he, he also gave it as a pattern for them that they might be strengthened in their faith. Every time you do this, remember me. <laughs> remember me. If I did it, he's what he's saying. If I did it, if I did it then, I can reenact it again. Remember me. You drink this cup, which is my blood. When you eat this bread, which is my body. My body is broken so blood can come out. I'm going to allow them to break my body open, not my bones. No, no bones are broken. In fact, the, the prophet said not one bone will be broken. And they broke the legs of both of the, those two hanging on the side. But they came to him and they said, no, he was already dead. But his flesh had to be torn so his blood could come out. As, as my, my daughter said last week, it's so powerful. She said, blood inside the body is the only time it does you any good. This is the only time when blood outside the body does more for you than blood that's in your body. Lord, have mercy. So when we take this cup, understand. Jesus said, this is my blood. Poured out. For many. For you. I want you to have the assurance that what I have said, I will do. Whatever you have suffered in your body, this bread, my body, which is broken for you, eat it and remember, bring me back together. Remember, not dismember, remember me. Yeah, it's significant. Paul said, before you do this, make sure your heart is right. Because many who took this wrongly have gone to their reward quicker than others. Many of them said are, are weak, many of them are sick, and many of them have gone on. They're dead. So when you receive this communion today, I want you to make clear in your heart. I, I first of all, I belong to Christ. I am not my own. 
Whatever he says, I believe it. I live it and I will do it. And if there's any infraction in your life, then take care of that right now. Forgiveness is by confession and repentance. Get rid of that. And Bible said, when you do this, even wait on each other. That, 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 he said, because you know, we, we are one body, one loaf, one body. If you have a member that's suffering, let him deal with that. Some of you might need to help each other deal with that. Some of y'all who, who live in sin and loving it, you know something needs to change. Something needs to change in your life. You live in sin and you're loving it. You live in sin and you're loving it. Now something got to change in your life. How do you know it's sin? Jesus said, well, you know what Jesus said is sin. It's sin. No matter how wonderful it feels. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to you right now. By the way, if you'll take Jesus at his word and, and, and receive that, what feels so good, Jesus will divinely reverse that until you can't stand that. You know God's working when you can't stand that. You hate that. Ooh, ooh, it's called divine turnaround. Bow your heads. Deal with the Lord. You want the, you want, you want the divine reversals? Okay, good. Then in this right now, you do the reverse. So I'm not going to live in that any longer. I'm not going to do that. that. That ain't right. That's not, you, you know, you'll know it's not right because the Holy Spirit's in you. And the Holy Spirit in you who loves you, the Holy Spirit who's in you, desires your whole heart. You know, when there's something not right that your body does, the Spirit begins to be grieved about it. That's how you know. Whatever's been grieving him, Whatever's been coming out of your mouth, Lord, I don't want to say that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. Father, in Jesus' name, will you, by your Holy Spirit, by grace, would you take away that thing? Bring a reversal in their heart right now. They may be free from that. And I thank you, Heavenly Father. I praise you for that. Thank you for your cleansing blood. We declare that the blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. When you ask, he will do it. He will do it. If you confess our sins, he is faithful and he's justified. Not only to, not only to forgive us of our sins, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then when you take this cup and you take this bread and you eat, drink this cup and you eat this bread, what is in you is in me, what's in me is in you. Same thing Jesus said, I'm in the Father, the Father's in me and you in me and I'm in you. And we make our bow together in you. You're not alone anymore. You now become the temple, the dwelling place of God. That's who you are. That's why Satan hates you so much, because you are the dwelling place of God. This is what's warring against you. you God dwells in you, and he wants, he wants to have his full expression in all of your life, all of your activity. He wants to change your worldview, change your culture. So it looks like heaven. 
And Lord, as we take this, this cup, which I bless in the name of Jesus. Fruit of the vine, yes, but now your blood. I take this bread grown from the wheat of the ground, but now your flesh, your body. I bless it as your flesh. I bless it as your blood that would shed for the forgiveness of many. Your, your blood that brings healing for many. Your flesh that, Lord, begins the divine turnaround in our lives. I bless it as such. And we believe. And we are so grateful that you have made us worthy to partake of your blood and your body. And as you receive that cup, you'll note that there, it has a, a, a light cellophane peel on the top. And if you take the furthest little tip and just lift it up, you'll see it and you, you can lift that up and it will expose the bread. And then from there you can open up that you can receive the cup. But I'd like you to hold that until we all do this together. You can be preparing yours as others are being served. And I do want you to see something that for centuries, since Jesus' resurrection, the saints of God have been eating this meal together. It is truly what makes us church, ecclesia. It is our covenant with the Lord. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. That's why divine reversal is now here and possible and here. lifestyle you need to step into so that God can continue that reversal in your life. There'll be several of them but then what will happen to you is now you're going to become an agent of reversal for the lives of others that do not know. This is bigger than you think. It's not just about your personal life. It is. But it's also about this country, this city, this state, and this country. Many of you have been ignorant of your divine position before heaven concerning these things which you bear a portion of responsibility. We must no longer be ignorant. We must no longer be, be blown to and fro by NBC, CBN, Fox News, and the rest of them. 
the the false prophets. Some of you don't even see them as false prophets. That's part of your problem. God help us. God's going to take care of you when he said he's going to do it. But there's a higher call and responsibility. It's my honor. It is my honor to eat this meal with you. Before the world began. 